Welcome to the Steady On Podcast, where God's hard truth meets your hard story. I don't need to tell you that life gets hard. Life gets hard, really hard. But God's faithfulness is still active and alive in our hard. And these episodes are dedicated to remembering and claiming the promises of a faithful God. I'm your host, Angie Bauman. I'm a pastor and Bible teacher, founder of Steady On Ministries, and creator of the Step-by-Step Bible Study Method. But more than that, I'm a trauma and abuse survivor who carried a heavy weight of shame and worthlessness for many years, and I still struggle, but I live in much more freedom now because I know God through His Word and speak truth to the lies of the enemy with His Word. And that's what we do here. On Mondays, we take it in by studying the promises of God, and on Wednesdays, we live it out with teaching and testimony on the promises of God. So thank you for tuning in, my friend. You are the reason for this show And I'm so very, very glad you are here. Let's get started. Welcome, friend. Today, we're going to take it in with 2 Corinthians 1, 3, using my step-by-step Bible study method. And you will find links to a study sheet and videos for the masterclass in today's show notes if you'd like to learn more. And with me today is my friend, Susie Crosby. Susie, welcome back. Thank you, Angie. I love being here. I love having you here. Susie is the author of the devotional Just One Word, a book of 90 devotions, all based around using one word to set our minds on the never-ending power of God's work in our lives. And so 2 Corinthians 1-3 in the NIV says this, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. The book of 2 Corinthians is written by the Apostle Paul, and the recipients are the Corinthian church. And Paul had been to Corinth and stayed for about 18 months. We read about that in Acts 18. And during this time, he had established this church, and he possibly visited again for a short time between the letters to the Corinthians. So there's a 1st and a 2nd Corinthians. And we don't know for sure how much time passed between 1st and 2nd Corinthians, but 1st Corinthians is really about Paul receiving information from differing sources concerning various factions in the church. We see that in 1 Corinthians 1, 11. How would you like, Susie, to be a, a church that Paul writes a, hey, shape up letter to? <laughs> You're not behaving well. <laughs> uh, the second Corinthians, the theme is more about Paul being grateful for some relief from the crisis. And he's also writing about collecting support for the church at Jerusalem. And chapter one, where we're going to be hanging out today, is about the God of all comfort. We're learning about Paul's trouble in Asia and also how we can praise the God of all comfort. And as always, all the resources for this episode are in today's show notes. But one more time. Well, I say one more time, but then I keep saying one more time as we talk because I will read the verse multiple times, but here, hear it one more time. Praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. And step one in the Bible study method is to choose our word. And I'm going to have Susie do that for us. Okay. Well, we chose the word comfort and the verse that um, I'm going to read is from the Christian standard Bible. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Mm. The definition for comfort in the uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary is strengthening aid or a feeling of ease from grief or trouble. And I always like to look up the opposite too. And the opposite of comfort is distress, anguish, or torment. Mm. 
that that doesn't sound good, but I know those feelings well. Mm-hmm. I know those feelings well. I also, and the opposite, I had to look up this word, insouciance. Do you know this word? I-N-S-O-U-C-I-A-N-C-E. I did not know that word, insouciance. And it means casual unconcern. And I thought that is an opposite of comfort. And I thought that's so interesting as we're thinking about God being our comfort. If I, I can either comfort you or the opposite of that is I am casually unconcerned. What you're going through, this torment, this, what else did you say? The anguish, anguish, distress. distress. It, it's not, it's of no concern to me whatsoever. And that's the opposite of this, right? Can you, I mean, when we say that, we're like, oh, that's not God. And yet sometimes I think we think that is God. I know. I hate that. It sounds like my name is in that word because that's, it said insouciance. I'm going to try to forget about that right now. (laughs) I did not think of that at all. (laughs) I don't feel about people when they're going through hard things. (laughs) It's not how you feel about people. It's not how God feels about his people either. So yeah, no insouciance here. Uh, Step two in the Bible study method is to investigate. We divide that up into four parts. Part one is to compare this word in other translations. And I found in the Amplified comfort, consolation, and encouragement, it expanded it to include consolation and encouragement. Um, The GNT is that good news translation? I forget sometimes. The GNT says, from whom all help comes. Praise to the God from whom all help comes. The TLB said mercy. And the WE said helps. The God of mercy. The God of helps. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God from whom all help comes. And from the God of consolation and encouragement. Part two in the investigate step is to look into the original word. And what did you find when you investigated this a little deeper, Susie? Okay, the word um, is para, is it paraclesis? Sure. Okay. You say it. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> I don't know Greek. You might know. I don't it. either. <laughs> I just know how to study what it means. Para, para, paraclesis? Paraclesis? Okay. Yeah. Paraclesis. Mm-hmm. It's G3874 for my friends, our friends who like to do the Strong's numbers. And it's from 3870, which means to call near mm-hmm. or invite, beseech, call for, and desire. Yeah. And it also means um, an imploration or consolation. And then it means to incite or urge strongly and to yearn. Some really strong... Uh, feeling words there. Yes. And I, you know, I struggled with this just a little bit because I'm like, is this, who initiates this? Like that was like, because it says praise to the God. I'm go back to it. It's not, I'm moving my papers around. Praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. So he is the God of comfort but is he yearning? Is he calling? Is he beseeching? The theological dictionary of the New Testament said this, and this helped me a lot. It says it goes back to the idea to call someone to oneself, not to call to someone. There's this idea that not only does God provide the comfort, but God calls to us to 
seek the comfort from him. Like he's the, he's the caller and the comforter. Like I'm calling to you to call to me. I'm like, that's a, that's huge to me. Like in, when I see you in your anguish, in your torment, in your distress, this is, I'm not casually unconcerned. Is that what I said? Right. Like casually unconcerned. Instead, I'm like, oh, I see you and I'm calling to you to call to me because I have what you need. I don't know. That was huge for me, that idea. That's how I was understanding it too, that there's like this beseeching, this like Mm -hmm. falling near, this yearning for, for us to come to him to receive this comfort. And it, it just seems so much more active. Yes. On his part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is more than just like seeing us in trouble and like when we're curled up in a ball in our living room floor, because that's how we feel, right? He's not just putting a blanket on us and saying there, there. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I, I like I come to me because I have what you need. Um, we can do this together. The Vines Dictionary said that this was two words linked together. One mean beside and one meaning to call para and Kaleo, I think beside and to call. And it said it's an exhortation. It's language intended to incite, to rouse, to stir up or to excite and encourage. And so I'm even thinking like sometimes when we're tormented, I mean, I feel like that. And I have done this literally been in a ball in my living room floor because that's just how I felt about something. And I don't need a blanket. I need something to stir me up and excite me and help me know that I can get up from that place right? That's this comfort. And I think sometimes it does feel like a loving, warm blanket. There's nothing wrong with that necessarily, but it's not a loving, warm blanket that says, it's okay, just stay down. It's right. a it's a loving, warm blanket that says, oh no, let's warm you up so you can get up again, you know? That's how I understood it. Mm-hmm. That incite word is really different than you ever expect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's so, so much more active and less passive. And I think that's really an important um, quality of God that we don't always realize mm-hmm. when we're especially when we're in need of comfort. Right, right, yeah. That actually, I think sometimes we think that we are so responsible for making the comfort happen, and actually, we just lean into His call to allow Him to comfort us. Right, we don't have to do anything except receive. We just have to posture ourselves in a place where we can receive, which so often, and I am learning this so much about myself, so often receiving his love, receiving his comfort, receiving is an act of surrender and humility on my part, where I say, I cannot do this on my own. And I will pause and admit, recognize, admit my need for you. I need you. You've created me to need you. And I'm going to surrender to how you've created me to need you. I don't, why is that so hard for us? I think it's so hard for us because, well, I think for two reasons. We have to get real about how desperate we are. And that's hard to acknowledge. But then also we have to trust in something we cannot see to be the thing that we need. And that's hard for us too. That's what it comes down to, isn't it? It's the trust. And I I hate to admit it, but it just seems like it's a matter of really God, like you want to handle this. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I can just, I could maybe try to do it on my own or not have to ask for help here, but 
go on and on. Or, or if I don't surrender to your comfort, then maybe I can still control the narrative. Mm-hmm. But once I surrender to your comfort, then yes. I tr- I'm trusting that however it works out is the way that's best for me to work out. And I don't know that that's the way I want it to work out. So I would rather stay here curled up in this ball than release it to you to do with what you know is best. And as if staying curled up in the ball controls the narrative either, but somehow I think we think it does. Yeah. Maybe it avoids the narrative. (laughs) It avoids the narrative. Good point. Yeah. Part three in the investigate step is to read a little bit of commentary of a couple of things that stood out to me in the enduring word. It says, we get the feeling that Paul knows the mercy and comfort of God on a firsthand basis. He's telling them, you know, praise to this God because he's talked about his trouble and praise to this God, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. He's like, I, I can praise him. You can praise him. We can praise him because I know it. This is how it's been in my life. It says also the idea behind this word for comfort in the New Testament is always more than soothing sympathy. It has the idea of strengthening, of helping, of making strong. Again, not just that blanket, which is nice and it feels good and it's not wrong, but it doesn't stop at the blanket. I guess I'll say that, right? Like it's also about you can do this. You can get up and do this, whatever this happens to be. William Barclay says, Christian comfort is the comfort which brings courage and enables a man or a woman to cope with all that life can do to him or her. Paul was quite sure that God never sends someone a vision without the power to work it out and never sends them a task without the strength to do it. And it's in that hard place because I don't know about you, Susie, but sometimes God gives me a task, right? Or a mission, or I'm like, okay, and I'm on fire. I can do this. We're going to do this. It's going to be fantastic. And then it gets hard. And then I'm in my living room curled up in a ball. And I'm like, what was I thinking? I can't do this. And it's in that place where he, that's where he's like, good. Now I have you where I want you. Like, I think that's because when you depend on me, we can do far more than you ever imagined, right? But while you're still trying to control this, narrative and drive it and all that yeah you're going to be tired and you're going to stay right here in this little ball because it does get hard ivp women's bible commentary says this paul makes it clear to his readers that this is no shallow theology but an expression of deep joy arising from the experience of deep suffering in speaking of god's consolation paul speaks of what he knows i have been there i have been there on the living room floor And I didn't stay there because I received the comfort of God. Part four in the investigate step is to rewrite the verse in our own words. I'm going to read the verse again. Praise be to the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Susie, what's your rewrite like? My rewrite is I praise God, my father and the father of Jesus. His merciful heart draws near to mine and gives me strengthening help and consolation. Before I move on to step three, is there something, I think I know the answer to this. You have like a visual or something that came as you were studying that really spoke to you? We'll be right back. Hello, my friend. Are you ready to develop consistent Bible study habits within a community that offers fresh resources and loving accountability? Well, I have an invitation for you. We would love to have you with us in Steady On University. 
On June 13, we will be kicking off a brand new study. It's called Be Still, and it will be anchored in the verses of Psalm 46. The lessons will help us remember that God is our refuge, and the way to calm life's chaos is by taking shelter in Him. You will find all the details for Steady on University in today's show notes. Again, the Be Still study begins on June 13, and you do not want to miss it. The study time in SOU so far is fire, and it's only going to get better from here. I hope you'll take a minute to check it out because I would love to study with you. Yeah, it's kind of funny because I've always thought of comfort as kind of the blanket, the for sure. soft thing lying over me when I'm sad or sick or worried or cold, whatever. And um, when I started thinking about God being our strengthening help and thinking about how we have to move off of that floor or that out of that curled up ball and back into life. Like for example, when my mom passed away and we had a, a time of, of mourning and family and figuring out the service and all the and a lot of just really deep grieving, we had to go back to work. We had to get back into life and we were still really sad and we were still really raw. And I don't, I didn't realize this then, but I feel like that blanket that God was putting over us during that time became more of like a onesie. (laughs) And this is, I laugh because I, it wasn't funny at the time, but I picture like those little one piece, fuzzy, warm pajama sleeper things we put on little ones and, yeah. and how adult size ones too, that you could actually like that. God says, I'm, I'm going with you. I'm going to put that layer of comfort on you in a movable, you know, active way. And you can go back into life. You can move forward, do the hard thing through the grief, through the illness, whatever. You don't have to stay on the floor, but you're still going to have my really close presence with you. I'm, I've called you near and it. I'm not done comforting you, basically. It's like a to-go, <laughs> comfort to-go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a blanket you can wear all day. Yeah. And it's it doesn't mean you're just going to feel all warm and fuzzy, but if, it's just a reminder to me that the that God's presence is the, is surrounding me is close to me it's beside me on me with me as I continue to need the comfort and go into whatever it is regular life yeah (laughs) so yeah I don't have one of those onesies but I think I need to get one just to remind myself that God's comfort is is active it's it's present it's not just lying on the floor Although it can be that too. Sure. It can be a covering and a a calm, but it can also be a real nearness and a real presence Mm. of a strengthening presence. I love that power that I didn't really realize before. Because I'm wearing this blanket that I take with me everywhere. I can do the thing, right? I can go to work. I can Um, I can serve my family. I can serve my people because I'm wearing, I love this. I'm wearing the comfort that comes from the Lord Jesus Christ who never leaves. It is that nearness that he's promising in this word that he's calling us near, that he's inviting us and and just 
so close, just so surrounding and um, touching to have that feeling of a, of a constantness. And yeah, I love that you said that it's touching. It's on my skin. It's so close to me. I cannot deny it. Yeah. That's good. That's a beautiful word, Susie. Thank you for that. Well, step three is to find the character of God. I wrote down a couple of different things. I wrote that he is my defense, that he won't let anxiety or grief or stress or troubles overtake me. And I wrote that he is my light and salvation. And he brings the possibility of goodness and joy, regardless of what I'm facing. And again, because that, like, it's so funny to think of a onesie being a defense. Like that's my defensive shield. It's like, it's an adult, you know, pajama onesie footy thing. Like, however, isn't that, that's the way that God is. Like so often it's like the things that provide strength are so countercultural, if you will, where you're like, actually, I'm a superhero. I'm so strong that I'm a superhero. It's not because I have a cape or it's not because I have like this, um, that I'm bulletproof or something. It's because I have on my onesie. Like, I, (laughs) I know it's like ridiculous, but it's so good. You know, because I wear this comfort of God. Yeah, it's that close to me. Touches me all day, everywhere. Yeah, good. That's a good word, Susie. How about step four, identify the lie. What is a lie maybe that stands out to you that that we can speak to today? This is kind of uh, sad to say, but I, I sometimes find myself believing the lie. God doesn't really care about my feelings or troubles. Mm-hmm. And- Part two, he just wants me to hurry up and get over it. Yeah. Yeah. That my, he's tired of me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, listen, you've been in the floor a long time. Let's, let's, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. Yeah. I think we can totally believe that if we're not. And when we say it out loud, we're like, of course I don't believe that. And yet if we're not careful, I think that's why it's so important to call out the lie, to recognize it in ourselves, what we're tempted to believe because when we say it, we're like, of course, that's not true, but it feels like it's true, especially when we're struggling. Yeah. One of the things I wrote down is if he, it, it doesn't feel like he's comforting you or fixing your trouble. That's what real, like he doesn't, he's not fixing this. And so there is no comfort. I'm like, no, that's, those aren't the same thing, right? Those aren't the same thing. Yeah. Well, step five, we call so what, which is where we have a takeaway. We just write down a takeaway. And I wrote, if I feel like God's comfort is absent in my trouble, ask myself, am I calling to him for comfort? Am I surrendering to his comfort? Am I answering his call to receive his comfort? And that's, uh, that's an important thing for me because God's comfort, just like his joy, his peace, his rest, he promises us it's present. It is present. So when I don't have it, can I look inside myself and say, are you positioning yourself to receive it? Yeah. How about you? A takeaway or anything else you want to add? Yeah. I just think that I, that comfort is easy to view as just a little pat on the head or a sentimentality of just like, oh, there, there, it'll be okay. Like we kind of talked about and that, and there's so much more power in comfort, when you realize that God's initiating it, God's coming closer, that my, th- my thought that he might just want me to get over it, Mm-mm. it's so wrong because there's so much he can do in that place that when, with that mercy that he has for us, that we need to experience and it's okay to just be there and yeah. being comforted by him is a really powerful thing. Yeah. Yeah. He wants us to be able to get up and that doesn't mean that it's not okay to lay there. Like, 
but he wants us to know you can get up, not because you're over it, not because you're strong enough, not over, but because you choose to let me do this with you. That's how we get up. Um, and, and while we're there in that place of struggle and distress, are we calling to him and saying, I know this is not your plan for me that I just lay here, whatever that, you know, whatever that looks like in our lives. And to hear him say, no, it's not, I don't love you less because you're laying there, but I also don't, I won't ever leave you here. I'm going to give you the opportunity always to get up again. So. What a good word today, Susie. Thank you for doing this with me as always. Appreciate spending this time with you. I love spending this time, Angie. Uh, those are our takeaways, some of our takeaways, but I'd love to hear your takeaway. If you have a minute, email me your takeaway from today at steadyonpodcast at gmail.com. If you haven't yet, I would be so grateful if you would subscribe to the podcast on whatever directory you're using to listen. It helps the show a great deal and it guarantees you'll receive every episode. And I encourage you to tune in on Wednesday for our Live It Out episode with Jody Rosser. I loved talking to Jody. She was with me. She sat with me for a few minutes to talk about what it means to go deep and find strength in the Lord, especially when dealing with loss or sorrow or heartbreak or these words that we were talking about today, distress and uh, turmoil and all those things. How do we go deep and find strength in the Lord? And again, I just loved Jody, and I know that you will too. Her story will be the Live It Out episode on this verse, 2 Corinthians 1, 3. And thank you, friends, so much for listening. I pray wherever your day takes you, you're walking in the confident knowledge that you are a beloved, cherished child of God. Peace. Peace.